0: Greetings, and welcome to Yes, a Stripper Podcast. Today's episode, I chat with the honey badger of burlesque, G's Louise. I'm your Hopra, Gigi Holiday. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Yes, a Stripper Podcast. I am your Hopra, Gigi Holiday, and I'm excited about our guest today. Let me tell you something about our guest I met them years ago. We've been friends for years. Met them at BurleyCon, where we ended up smoking weed out of an apple in a hotel room. After hanging out with burlesque legend, Lottie the Body, I am pleased to bring to you Number one burlesque performer for 2019 and 2020, and now number three for 2021. The one, the only, the incomparable, jeez Louise. Hey, Angie. Blah blah, blah. Blah, blah blah Oh my gosh! I'm hi, just Gigi. hi, baby. Ah, oh, it's been too long. I'm happy. I'm yeah. happy to have you. I'm happy to have you. Please, please stay, stay as long as possible. Uh, (laughs) So tell me, tell me your origin story. How did you begin? How did G's Louise begin?
1: Well, I was a young musical theater girl, just trying to make my way to Broadway. I wanted to be a choreographer for Broadway. And I was in school for musical theater, and that's where, when I started uh, stripping at the strip club, because somebody had to pay for that. And there wasn't anyone that I knew. So I was working a stripper, and I had a friend of mine that was in a burlesque troupe. This was like, remember when theater companies were like, we can do burlesque for our yearly fundraiser? Grab your yes. blacks, said, let's go. Like there was a lot of that going on around 2008, 2009. people just using burlesque for their little fundraisers. And so a friend of mine was in a troupe that had grew out of that. And me and Tito Bonito and Pochop before they were those people, we used to go and support. And I was like, let me choreograph your dances. Like, please let me choreograph. And then somebody dropped out and they were like, oh, Jeezy's a stripper. She'll probably do it. I was like, yeah, I'll do it. I had like a week to get it together. I definitely wore my homecoming dress. I did a song that was like two and a half minutes long. I almost fell off the stage. And I was like, yeah, this is my new life now.
0: I love love how you (laughs) just like this old prom dress and me falling off the stage will not stop me.
1: Wig was shifted wig was turned all the way around I don't even know what I did I'm pretty sure the underwear I wore was what I wore to the venue that day like there was no there was no preparation or planning happening
0: we all got to start somewhere and
1: (laughs) there was no like school I just was like I don't know I'm just going to figure it out, watch what everybody else is doing. But then I literally have not stopped doing it since that day, 13 years ago, which is crazy to me. 13 years ago? Yeah, it took over my life.
0: (laughs) I mean, I can't say nothing. It took over mine, too.
1: over. I was like, what was I doing? Who was I before? What happened? What's going on?
0: I mean, even when I was a preschool teacher, and I would be like, "Yes, I am a teacher," and then three o'clock hit, I would be like, "Fuck them kids! I'm about to go show my titty. Fuck out of (laughs) here! Fuck these goddamn children!" Yeah, I was
1: uh, a lot. I used to teach children a lot, and I used to work at this school, like this after-school program, for years. And then when I moved back to St. Louis and audition or interviewed there, they wouldn't hire me back because of the burlesque. Really. And I was like, I'm not gonna be booty popping with their fucking kids. Like, we could do a shuffle ball change. Like, I don't <laughs> understand.
0: You know? mind you? They used my performance stuff for the optica and all the schools I worked for to their benefit. Because they was like, she can go talk in front of people and create a dance for the kids for their graduation.
1: Uh huh. Interesting.
0: They was literally. <laughs> but here's the thing: they realized that when they hired me, they had no choice. They were just like. Oh, we hired a burlesque dancer, and I was like, "Yeah." What do yeah. You want? Mm-hmm.
1: If that would have happened today, I definitely would have like fought it. Yeah, and, like made it think about it. But at that point, I was like, "Whatever." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm fuck these kids. I don't care. How did you come up with your name? I love this question because I feel like Jeez Louise is a nickname for Jeezy rather than Jeezy being a nickname for Jeezy's because when I was in high school I mean my two best friends they were gonna have a talent show at school and we were like no one's rapping and tapping at the same like who's doing tap. that come on rap tap yeah I would be we like who's rapping and tapping nobody okay <laughs> so we were like this won't be our thing we're gonna be J squared and she was J Jigga, which is hilarious and problematic because she's definitely white. And I, <laughs> I was J Jeezy. And so we made these airbrushed T-shirts that had like J Jeezy on the back. And like we wore them everywhere. So people just started calling me Jeezy. And then when I went to college, that's when Facebook started. It was like I was on the first to your Facebook and I just made my Facebook name uh Jeezy McNezy and so everyone just started calling me Jeezy and I was like you know if I ever needed a stage name I would probably use Jeeze Louise and then one day I needed a stage name and I was like oh great I already got it I love it mm-hmm. I love so like, it G- I was like it's literally been my nickname for like 20 years at this point and I love it it's funny because when people are like Hey, Louise, I'm like, who who are you talking to? Who is that? I don't know. No, that does not feel. And I know why they say it, because to them it feels weird to say Jeez or Jeezy, but Louise does not. It doesn't. It doesn't. doesn't, Off the tongue. Oh, no, that does not. I love that name, but I do not respond to that whatsoever.
0: Listen, I geez geez louise i just like yeah. you know where geez yet <laughs> he's Saint
1: louis
0: geez louisiana <laughs> i kind of like Geez louisiana i like jeez louisiana too jeez louisiana i may give you a one of the things that i like to do in my free time with lottie ellingson is uh-huh. give performers southern mi- uh, middle names Ooh. i'll be like lottie Car- clarissa Ellington.
1: Ooh. Get your... <laughs> I, yeah, I love making, giving people nicknames this longer. Yeah. Like Bazooka Girl is Bazooka Tifa Josephine. <laughs> <laughs> Ray Gunn is Raymundo Gunnison. Oh my goodness.
0: Uh-huh. Oh my god! speaking of Ray Gunn, and I know in you, I forgot to tell you this. I'm in The Dirty Show.
1: Yeah, both weekends.
0: No, just the 18th and 19th.
1: Yeah, I'll be there. So, <laughs> that's so exciting.
0: So, I remember uh, Ray saying you're going to be there. Yeah. Uh, when we went to go see Mama Tony, and so that's why I was just like, oh, oh. shit. So you know, uh, mom, how should I put this? I already know it's about to be a wild weekend. Wild. Wow, I'm so
1: excited. Yay, that makes me so happy.
0: Yay. Yes. <laughs> I'm excited. The moment I found out, I was like, yes, I get to be with Jesus. And hopefully, we can go see Mama Tony all together. <laughs> uh, yeah,
1: because she's been asking me all
0: yeah. the time. Oh, my goodness. So, the other question I would like to ask is, Jeez, why are you so goddamn good? How does it feel to be one of God's favorites?
1: Uh, <laughs> it's
0: pressure. A lot of pressure. Not- <laughs> the reason the reason I asked that because you you seem so special to me and I'm always shocked that you're my friend and you talk and you text me and call me. I'm always weirded out. Don't worry, it's the neurodivergency of my brain of just like I have friends. Like, <laughs> like I have friends. Um I love so you. but yeah. But uh sorry, someone just sent me something. Yeah. Uh
1: Like honestly, I have been performing basically since I was born. You know, I started, my grandma put me in dance class when I was five. And I remember, like, I have a very vivid memory of leaving, like, the first week of dance class and being like, this is what I want to do forever. And I really just was focusing on dancing my entire life until I got to middle school. And was like, oh, you could do theater, music. I found about musical theater. You can combine, like, acting, dancing, singing all together. And that's just the only thing that I've ever wanted to do for my entire life. But luckily, I grew up with an extremely supportive family who was like, yes, we'll get you to the dance classes, whatever you need. Like, they were just extremely supportive of that dream, even knowing that it was going to be hard, you know, for an artist's life. But they still like cultivated that passion so I'm very fortunate that I was able to have that support you know and
0: what I yeah because that's you know you and I know that's a rarity in the black community that we get support for our art and sometimes we don't get the support until the end Mm -hmm. and the Mm -hmm. fact that your family has been in it like all right this is what you want to do bet let's do it not only that your mama and grandmama be coming to burlesque shows i remember your uncle started to take me to go get some ribs because i said I'm, I'm from dc i ain't never been to st louis let me get some ribs and he stood up and mm-hmm. was like i take you to get some ribs."
1: <laughs> your grandmother slapped my yeah, ass babe. not once but twice Holding brick houses titties like this.
0: My well, mama was holding <laughs> brick houses' titties, of course. Yeah, and
1: they're like rompes, she's just like holding on to brick house titties like that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love it. But like your yes. family, I think that support really shows in your work and what you do. It's one of those things like kind of like a drug dealer. I'm out here for my family,
1: because your family is really supporting <laughs> you and like yeah um it's like I question a lot of people don't yeah there it, it breaks my heart that there's people that can't even like tell their family or anybody that this is a huge part of their lives you know that's so like I can't imagine I have so much empathy for those people
0: yeah I have to agree my mom and sister come to my shows Especially mm-hmm. my mom. My mom loves <laughs> coming to burlesque shows. My mom and sister actually saw you in D.C. And my yes. sister, till this day, says, geez louise is burlesque. Like, that That was a burlesque act. Aw, I love yeah, that. Yeah, I'm not my sister's favorite.
1: Oh. Well, you know, I'm not everybody's favorite either. Yeah, I'm, I
0: mean, I, it's, it's weird that I am not my I'm own blood sister's favorite. Her favorite <laughs> yeah. is Ava Mystique.
1: How dare I mean, but also, yes, but I I
0: think it's because they're both Libras, and so their their birthdays are are, like right next to each other. So that's how I think it is.
1: Sometimes you know how family is sometimes, they're like, they can't be giving you too much, you know, they still gotta let make you work for it a little bit.
0: Yes, I told my mom that I was number 10 in the world, and I said, When I come home, will you spoil me? She says, Absolutely not.
1: She said, she said, you're here to spoil me. Oh, dang. One time, so my grandma, Shook, who passed a few years ago, I was like, oh, I'm going to, you know, Viva Las Vegas. It was like years ago. And she was like, oh, who's Miss Viva Las Vegas? Pearl Noir? And I was like, it's me. (laughs) I'm Miss Viva. But she was like, oh, is it Pearl? I was like, you know what? Wow, family, y'all rude. <laughs> I don't know who that is. <laughs> like, what? Why do you even know? What's going on? Family is rude. Oh, family like, is wow, Wow.
0: <laughs> <laughs> when my sister told me that she loved Ava Mystique, and I was just like, yeah, she's a great performer. And I was like, Trina, do you think I'm good? She goes... It's just that Ava Mystique. And I was like, <laughs> you shouldn't ask Nathan. Hey, right. But mind you, she, her and my mom love coming to my shows and saying that they are mother and sister holiday and that oh. you will give us drink. <laughs> so Daddy, I'm like,
1: I'm a, she'd be going. This is how she walk into the box. She'd be like, I'm Jesus' grandmother. I'm Jesus' grandmother. I'm I'm here. Where's my seat? I've arrived.
0: <laughs> it's, so just, it's just the support of it all. And we appreciate the support, but oh, we'd be like, uh,
1: what did be I be tell like, my
0: oh, mom? You are not yeah. Tina Knowles. I tell my mother, you are not Tina Knowles. Please stop. I miss Tina. You're not We're Miss ready. Tina. Outfits yeah. or something. Yeah. I <laughs> need some House of Darian cutouts. <laughs> <laughs> not House of Darian. Remember when they had a home?
1: section of House of Darion? Like, you can get a House (laughs) of Darion compter. They still have it at City Trends, okay? City Trends still has Echo Red, okay, and House of Darion and Baby Fat. I don't know if this is new production or if this is just old stuff they still have, but you go to City Trends, you can get an Echo Red shirt today.
0: You know what? I think I'm going to do that because when you walk down the streets of Brooklyn, they are still playing music from the early 2000s. It's like... Jay-Z. Jay-Z has <laughs> never left.
1: It's boo We need it. boo Give me some boo <laughs> Give me that for us <laughs> bias us. For us bias us. That's gonna be my for less
0: list <laughs> For for us bias. That's what you're doing. <laughs> no, so one of the things that always attracted me to you not only your stunning good looks and your twerking ability is your outspokenness of issues in not only the burlesque community but in the world like you be going in on people and i appreciate it i love finding the other loud motherfucker in the room who is ready to cut somebody out or tell somebody about themselves about any fuck shit they
1: doing and I be mean, telling people, and now it's 2021. You lucky G Z09 is not logging out. gz 2013, all y'all would have been canceled, done. This would have been a wrap. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm 36 now, okay? 36. You're like you're like that TikTok sound.
0: Bitch, I'm a mother.
1: I'm a mother. <laughs> no drama. Every now I log in, I'm like, don't respond. Don't like. <laughs> don't comment log off (laughs) for real but what is call Lola and tell her what my status would be i mean i
0: have done that too i have written messages to other people and just like this is what i really want to (laughs) write like one of the one of the (laughs) right
1: i just don't I am, but I don't, I'm not responding to everybody. People don't know when to stop commenting. Everybody likes to pile on and don't know how to shut the fuck up. Everybody thinks they're hilarious and petty and witty. And it's not true.
0: I know. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I get it. You were the one that you, you said something one time. And you were just like, yo, sometimes I make a post and then i put it on private and y'all don't see it no more. <laughs> and I was
1: That's just true. like, I was-,
0: <laughs> I was like, I didn't know you could do that. <laughs>
1: Cause it's too much comments, I'd be like, "I'm um, no, I'm muting everyone." No, <laughs> but yeah, it's been interesting because I definitely, you know, have noticed the ways that I've, you know, changed and grown. Like I'm definitely not as popping off on the internet anymore, but I'm still popping off. Okay, yes, popping in and out.
0: Because I, 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 I will say your the words that you had said over the years still reign true to this day which is sad but it's nothing for i feel like you already have the the stock message and you can just go back on your 2015 post and share it again it is still relevant to this day
1: what i said in 2015. yes i know you it wasn't cool to be on the internet a lot then. Everyone looked down on it and it was like, "Eh, you post too much. You every day. Oh, baby. We don't need to know about your personal life." And now look at you. Now look at everybody. They want us to watch their fucking banana bread on the internet. They want us to be there 24 hours a day. But where was you 5, 6 years ago? You was hating, telling me to log off. It's true. Like people that were literally like so annoyed about how outspoken I was now they are here trying to get TikTok followers by being relatable but she was untouchable which one is because you you have been the
0: realest I'm not gonna lie to me I'm gonna let the audience know right now right now to me Jesus Louise has always been the realest motherfucker in the room Thanks, Gigi. No, you really have. Like, and I think that's another reason why I gravitate to you, because I'm like, I'm real. She's real. Let's be real <laughs> together. like.
1: <laughs> A lot of like the thing that was used to be extremely disheartening would be like, you know, Black performers or people that I looked up to were also trying to tell me to not do those things because of, like, you know, my career. Or, like, people are watching. No one will want to work with you. Okay. Bye. Good day. I don't know. I'm still out here. So.
0: And that's the thing. Like, the people who told you you'll never get work. You you working more than them. You know what I mean? <laughs> like-
1: <laughs> yeah. And, like, it's very. I don't think people understand how um emotionally draining it is to be that vulnerable and open because yes even though i am you know out there i'm still a sensitive person i still have feelings and i still feel like fuck now that i said this or people you know people look at me some type of way like at the end of the day of course i'm gonna move on and don't care but it still does affect you when people are making fake Facebook accounts to tell you that you're a shitty person or like fake email accounts to tell you that you're racist and blah, blah, blah. Like that definitely. Shitty white people. They are nothing but time. Like who has. Like people used to follow me for real. And I'd be like, is this somebody that I'm working with tomorrow? Is this somebody that I'm going to be backstage with next week? I don't fucking know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It was
1: very very scary. But I just was like, you know, whatever. If people are going to be some type of way about me talking about racism and problematic things, and I don't want to work with them anyway. And I'll find the people that do want to work with me.
0: Yeah. And I I think that's what shocks and scares uh, a good chunk of the white burlesque community is that we go, nah we good. And then we'll go somewhere else where we are wanted and appreciated. And then, you know, yeah, we're just like, you have all white shows. And it is like, well, I tried. And it's just like, yeah, but you were shitty and racist. So you didn't really. Wow.
1: try. <laughs> it's true. And it's also interesting, like, I always have to remind myself that we're all learning and growing in our own time, in our own ways. But sometimes it literally used to feel like a slap in the face if I like, if I was like, y'all, this is fucked up. And then five years later, some white person is like, y'all, this is fucked up. And everyone's like, I know. I'm like, okay. Okay. It's like you just said it. it. But when I said it, I was rabble rouser problem maker i was like they're so right that's the
0: the the burden that we have of like when we speak up
1: because it also used to be very hurtful when like black and plc people were like yeah i hear you girl i'm still gonna apply to this and go to it because I need this opportunity and it's like that's what they want you to believe that like these events and these producers are like your big opportunity is the only way to be seen and get up the ladder and blah 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 and it's like no like and I understand because there's not a lot of opportunities for black and brown people I mean there's more now but it still would be like it's hard that we're always the ones expected to give up the jobs and give up the opportunities, you know? So at the same time, it was like her fault, but it was like, y'all got to get your back too. But the same thing going to happen to you two years, three years down the line, you can be like, damn, same thing happened, you know?
0: Yeah. You know, one of the things that you have also done for the community is create a space for black Burlesque performers. I'm going to reiterate that. Black, black. performers. Jeez Louise has created black. this amazing production called Jeezy's Juke Joint. Hey, 10 years. Black up. experience is coming on the 10th year.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, then I, I can't I'm believe it. I should be there because it's the number 10. Exactly. I-
1: and uh,
0: i should 10. be there just let me know where to show it. if i gotta buy my own plane ticket just let me know just <laughs> 10, <laughs> 10, 10. yeah but 10 mm-hmm. but you've i i only heard about GZ juke joint and heard how amazing it is and it you know, I always wanted to apply, and I got always scared. Like I'm not gonna lie, between there are so many productions out there where y'all would not even know. I'm nervous to apply. Like I'm scared. Jeezy Juke Joint is one of them, and I'm hey, thankful. Griffin. I know. I know. <laughs> Mind you, I didn't realize that I was I could do Jeezy Juke Joint until Jesus Louise came to me, and I don't know where we were, but I knew we were intoxicated. You went, so you're gonna headline. And <laughs> that was like, what? go so on? like, yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, I'm not that good. And you were like, you do things in the community and you're a good performer. You're, you're performing. <laughs> you're <a> headliner.
1: <laughs> Needed it. And People I, enjoy.
0: yeah. But what I was going to say is you, it was a family reunion. It was a family uh-huh. reunion. And that was the one that I headlined in St. Louis. And I, lost like it was my birthday weekend it was all just great oh, time birthday.
1: it was lit it
0: was lit you know we were all drinking blackout in a can Yeah
1: <laughs> that was so fun but it was
0: I remember coming back home going no one like that experience dear goodness and so the next time you had Jeezy Juke Drake in Chicago the promontory oh. I was just like, I'm getting
1: the source parts, you mean? <laughs> I was like, I'm getting VIP tickets. Yes. To the of what
0: it's <laughs> but I got VIP tickets, and that's when I got to be in the audience, not in the show. And in the audience, I saw how everyone was just like, "This is geez Louise's house. This is." her place. We are all guests and she is putting on an amazing show. I got to see Pinot Noir. That was my first time seeing Pinot Noir.
1: Ready for that. Was-
0: so my thing is, what made you, my question is, what would led you to Jeezy's Juke Joint?
1: Well, when I started performing in Chicago, there was maybe like six black burlesque performers, probably less than that actually um and i had started traveling around more and meeting people here and there but doing a lot of research like i used to be a huge nerd about burlesque i was like i want to be the encyclopedia i need to know everything everywhere all the time every town city i don't care i need to know and there just wasn't a lot of like information like i knew about pro noir I found out about Foxy Tan and the Wham-Bans. Then I found out about Harold Shake and a lot of Boutte. And so I started my own little personal blog. It was called Jesus Juke Joint, a Black Burlesque blog. that I just like interviewed people like Sidney Devereaux and all types of people. I just interviewed them about being black and burlesque. And the troupe I was in... Was like, hey, we have a spot. Like, if you want to make this a show, and I had never produced anything before, and yeah, we just did one night. We brought Switch, The Boy Wonder. We had Coco Dupree, Foxy Feline, like pole dancers, tap dancers, rappers. We had Shea Coulee made their burlesque or their drag debut at the very first Jesus Juke Joint. It was the first time anyone had ever seen Shea Coulee before. And I, thought, I booked them to be the dancer in the opening. And they sent the track. And I was like, what's this track for, boo-boo? And they're like, my solo. I was like, what do you do? Like, what is it? They're like, oh, I think I'm going to try drag. I was like, okay, sure. Now look at them today. <laughs> now look at them today. It was are world superstar. So the first Jesus Juke joint, like, honestly felt like historic and iconic. And just since then, like we just made it a yearly festival and now we travel around uh, the country. But the thing that's most important to me about it is that blackness is not a monolith. There's not one way to be black. Like also you could just be black. You ain't got to, the acts don't have to be about you being black. It's just about you being a black person, doing your acts. Like, you know, and I think a lot of, especially in the early days, I remember somebody's critique was like, what does this have to do with African American history? So, first of all, I wow. like these turns. Girl, uh, my face was like so stank. Like, what are you talking about? And that's when I realized that black people need to be coming to this show. Like, I wanted to not just showcase black people on stage, but how can we diversify our audience? And there was so many black people, they like, one person was like, I've never seen pole dancing outside of a strip club. I've never seen a drag king before. Like, they just were like, we don't know what this is. We've never heard of this burlesque. Like, we don't know what it is. And it's blowing my mind because I was like, burlesque is around me every day. And so I couldn't believe that there was just people that didn't know it existed. And so, like, our goal is to bring burlesque to the black community and not just burlesque performers on stage, but the audience. Because you know how awkward it is to have a black-ass show and only people in the audience are your white-ass friends? Thank you for buying the tickets. I need you to sit in the back. Like, we can't because I used to have to make announcements. I was like, if you are white and you are buying VIP tickets, you need to give these tickets to black people or invite a black person because we're not going to have the whole first two rows be only white people, that's, so how,
0: that's how I got my VIP tickets because you said that yes. I made a post. I was just like, I was about to buy the VIP tickets and then next thing you know, you were like, this person, contact Gigi, go buy her ticket. This person, I'm contact Gigi, go buy her ticket. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so now people, now that's like a thing that people like to do every year, which is great, because it was like, we got to figure out how it's not, because it's like, of course, I also want to make the tickets affordable, so that black and brown people can buy them. Also, we got to make money, okay? can be tickets to everybody. Yeah. <laughs> cool. So it's been an interesting journey, because also... There used to be people, especially like men, who would come with their wives, who would like get up and leave or walk to the bar or the bathroom if like Ray Gunn was performing or like a drag king. They just were like, mm, man, what is this? But now over the years, like their eyes have been open and they've been trained to see like this is not a threat. This has nothing to do with your sexuality. Black men are also allowed to express their sexuality. And that's why I don't want to have an all-black show. There's only black women and black femmes. Like, black men are not able to express their sexuality in the world, you know? Mm. Have that space for all genders and all types of blackness, you know? Like, I know a lot of people, especially in the burlesque, black men can be a commodity. They can be a threat, you know? And so it's very important that that space is for them also. Yeah. But it's like, it's important for them to have a place to be vulnerable and expressive. You know what I mean? Yes. And I
0: think that's what made me stay my eyes on Pinot Noir. Like, I've already seen Switch to Boy Wonder. And I was just like, Switch, you are yes. amazing. Like, and then I saw Pinot Noir and I was just like, what the fuck is this? Because, you know... There was Trey to Mark and you know Trey's the baby. So I had never seen like who's this who's this person? And then after that we all got to see Samson. Uh-huh.
1: Uh-huh. Uh-huh.
0: And then when you were supposed to have when Samson was supposed to headline is when the world
1: decided I... to shut down. <laughs> we we getting them cheeks up on that stage. Okay. Please. <laughs> But so, yeah, it's been interesting because there's so many intersections of, like, blackness, queerness, you know, and then the whole, we ain't even touched on growing up in the church and being black and queer and a stripper. And, like, all of that is an amalgamation and, like, comes into this, like, family reunion where we can have our shared lived experiences, but not with, like, a white gaze yes
0: yes i i will admit you created a space that makes all of us feel open to say like yeah i was raised in a strict household blah 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 and we also have the ability to be quoting black movies and black culture stuff to where we're not in a space
1: gospel act and people in the audience are gonna fucking understand and get it rather than be like this is weird why is this happening right you know you can't we can't do our acts everywhere Correct, correct. We can't
0: do our acts everywhere. We can't even make the yeah. same jokes everywhere.
1: Like actually, especially as you no. Know.
0: Yeah, It it's it felt great to be backstage, and we're quoting lines from movies or doing some black ass stuff. Working
1: that, on the wall, being loud. <laughs> yeah, and no
0: one's going. I don't know what that means. I don't know what that is. What do you? Can you explain it to me? And we don't want to. We're just like you. We're just gr- being. Get it. The girls who don't, don't. Like- <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm.
1: And it's very interesting because it's taken me so long to get people to say Jeezy's Juke Joint, a black burly cue review. They constantly want to say POC, a POC show. And I'm like, no, you're erasing our blackness. It's called Jeezy's Juke Joint, a black burly Q review. It's not called a POC review. It's called a black review. Right. And people really have a hard time with that. <laughs> and, and
0: they always are you know they forget that that B in BIPOC is huge as shit it's the first one B yeah. you know when people mm-hmm. talk about POC issues I'll be like are we talking about POC issues or are we talking about black issues mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. like are we, are we discussing it and people are just like what do you mean I mean that and I'm like no you don't because my black ass life is different from a Latinx life is different from an
1: indigenous
0: person's life is different from an Asian person's life.
1: The byline used to be like African-American burlesque because it was 2009. We weren't using black as much, you know, but it was like, no, black people aren't only African-American. We have Afro-Latina people. We have people from Europe, Germany, like, you know, and so I had to change because I felt like it was just very specific when blackness is from all over the world.
0: Yeah. I mean, we can call it African diaspora
1: burlesque, but... <laughs> 40 That's a lot. It's so That's wordy. Hard. It doesn't roll off the tongue. That's but... for the poster. And I'm not like, are you black? Do you consider yourself black? Are you going out into the world saying that you're black? Because there's definitely been some people that I'm like, Okay. Yeah. Okay. I can't. Oh, you. I can't police anyone's blackness. But some people are definitely like, "Well, my grandfather." Okay, but are you black? Are you walking through the world as a black person? Yeah. Even if you're passing, are you black? And that's been interesting because some people, I'm like, "Girl, you a damn lie." You are a (laughs) liar. There are some people I've had to ask, like, they're a person of color?
0: They black? Like, no idea. People are like, well, I'm like, they look Caucasian to me, Yeah, like,
1: you can be white passing and still live a black-ass life, and that's the difference, because I'm like, are you black? Are you going in the room and saying, hello, I'm a black person, I'm a black woman, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Or, like, I don't know. You know, it's hard. No, I know know what you mean, Blackness, but it's also like, okay, well, yesterday you were saying,
0: <laughs> like, and there's there's sometimes when, when you know when people and I I don't like doing this colorism thing, but I, when people are passing and they say, well, I'm black, and I'm just like, take your light skinned tears somewhere else. Lived experience. Though. It's a lived experience. Oh.
1: Uh huh. And oh. so we all kinds of black people. Yeah. But a couple of, yeah, I'm like, okay.
0: (laughs) Because I definitely do have light, bright ass friends who grew up blickety black like me. (laughs) So it's no question when people will be like, oh, what are they? I'm like, black.
1: And there are some people who apply, I didn't even know they were black until they applied. I'm like, oh, I would have asked you. (laughs) But I didn't even know. know Because I'm not black. Black, hey, are you black? Are you black? Like, you know.
0: Are you black? But the thing with Jeezy's Jig Joint, you making this beautiful black ass experience that I feel like you must get thousands of applications every time.
1: A lot. And I feel shitty every time, especially because it's such a specific festival. I don't want any Black person walking away feeling like they're not good enough or they don't have what it takes. But if you got 100 applications, we only can have 30 people. I ain't got the money or the time. We're going to be there for seven days. Seven-day is <laughs> Seven-day advent calendar. Like, it's going to be long as hell. And so I always try to, Yeah, but there's some people that are just going to be like, they didn't get in the first time. They gonna be mad about it forever, which is also heartbreaking and sad. Because there's people who applied three times and got in on the fourth time. You know, you just never know. Maybe there was already twelve purple fan dances. Yeah, maybe you know? someone
0: was dancing to that Whitney Houston song. You know. Yeah.
1: Maybe everybody did old town road. We could only have one. You know. So, but it does, it's hard. It's very heartbreaking to i hate like having to reject anyone and i don't even like that word like because it's not a rejection it's just is what it is i have so many so much room
0: yeah but yes my question now is the juke joint legacy i don't know if you notice that like a lot of black blickety black ass were shows really took off like
1: because i know Love it. So we saw Love where you, it.
0: remember. I was just like, I'm doing chocolate lounge, yes, and the oh, the like the city burlesque and cabaret, yeah. So, how does that make you feel that like Jeezy Juke Joint ended up making this whole legacy?
1: I love it because, you know, Jeezy's Juke Joint was also born out of the inspiration of people like Harlem Shake Burlesque and Foxy Tan the Wham Bams and all the True and Simone de la Ghetto and all the troops and everyone that I found out about and was inspirational to me. And I think I love it. I'm like, there needs to be have black ass shows every day. You know, more people could book me in one, but. <laughs> just throw it, throw it out there. Please, don't be afraid to contact. Book G's don't be afraid Louise. Because <laughs> I have definitely contacted G's Louise and been
0: like, yo, I want you for the show, but I don't know if I can afford you. And she's just like, just book me. I
1: will make a way. Yeah, I she's just like,
0: Gigi just book me. Just book me. Okay. <laughs>
1: and the couch okay i'll be there
0: just book me because when you came to when you came to dc i forgot where you were staying i think you were saying in columbia maryland i was staying with uh dainty Dainty. you were Mm saying in dainty with dainty and i remember i was just like jesus could say with me i live in the hood okay (laughs) Jeez will be fine. I live in the hood and I understand that people try to give you like this beautiful thing. I was like, nah, yo Jeez just wants to walk down the street to 7 Eleven. She can't do that in that day.
1: Okay, and find a blunt. I don't I don't care. <laughs> I was literally like, it's the Yeah. This is not the homies. This my $1,000. It's not the homies. <laughs> it's not the homies. <laughs> thousand dollars
0: wait oh yeah you did come home with a thousand dollars it was like in a in a bag I remember I you, like, took a, you took a nap on it on the place
1: <laughs> my bag of money it was like a pillow I was like this is my boyfriend now <laughs> <laughs> yes.
0: and like you you being there and it, even you taught a class and we were we were shocked at the lack of People in our community, in DC's community, that didn't even show for the class, we were shocked. To mm-hmm. so where, even when I brought Asia Black now for the DC Black Theater Festival, the people who came came, the people who didn't didn't. Yeah. But then mm-hmm. there are times when you know, and it's not just DC. There are other I've seen other states and uh, cities ask for it and say I want a big name person, and then we bring it, and then everyone's him and it harm, as my mama would say.
1: Right, it's everyone's
0: true, him and ha. So. Yeah, I, I, like I said, I definitely wanted to bring you back to D.C., but I was like, nah, they're not acting right. They're not right. <laughs> they
1: ain't acting right. Because... And I think it's very exciting that there's especially a lot more POC shows and Black events. Like, I think there can always be more, as more, as more, as more, more, you know? And yeah. I don't think, I want to let people know, there's nothing wrong with citing your inspirations, And this is not just about black burlesque, like burlesque in general. There's definitely, sometimes there's a little ego going on where people feel like they need to act like this idea came out of the blue. And it was just they just made it up in their minds. It's like there's nothing wrong with saying X, Y, Z, this person really inspired me or I learned from this person or this is who helps me get my start or whatever. Even if they didn't help you, and they were just an inspiration. I feel like a lot of times some people don't want to say that. Nobody, everyone in school has trouble citing their sources for a research paper. Yeah. Like, it doesn't take away from any of your work, but because of people like Foxy T and, and a lot of Boutte and all of that, I'm, and Pro Noir, like, I'm able to have this inspiration to create something. And I think it's important that we tell people that, you know?
0: Yes. Yes. Because I definitely have always said, geez, Louise inspires me.
1: But like, I've noticed people are people from their bio real quick. No, you, you, I don't know Why? Me, just in general. They ain't got, nah, I'm not even talking about myself. Just talking about in general. Like, you yeah. would be, it'd be like, okay, but we know you went to Susie Von Strip's School of Burlesque. Mm-hmm. No, wrong- <laughs> <laughs> no, that actually happened
0: to someone. Someone removed me from their bio, started saying that, like, they never work with me. And apparently, mm-hmm. someone did call them out and say, don't you Ooh. fucking You know, you went to Studio Holiday. You know, you learned under Gigi Holiday.
1: There's nothing wrong with saying that. You
0: know, like, it was a black performer who was just like, "I never learned under her," and
1: everyone uh, was
0: just like, "You're a whole no, la- and
1: away from your accomplishments or your hard work. If anything, it shows that I don't know. Just shows more that you've been researching and keeping one ear to the streets and knowing what's going on. None of us have created this out of thin air." <laughs> No one just woke up and was like, you know what? I'm going to make a burlesque reveal. <laughs> <laughs> so different than anyone, anything anyone's ever seen before. It's like it's kind of like, what was that chick that said hip hop and
0: burlesque has never been combined before? And we were all <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> no, that's I just will never forget when that chick said that we all were just <laughs> like. No, white people ran that into the ground at least six years ago. Six? At least six years ago. <laughs> that, that's a wrap. <laughs> We're done here. No more <laughs> If hop I... Like, then you classic, then the record scratch, come on. Oh, time to work. We get it. <laughs> we get it. Wow, so original. <laughs> no. No, ma'am. I always I will
0: always uh talk about hip hop and burlesque between that one chick who's like this is the first time I'm combining it, and the other chick who did it on the beehof stage to that performance. And when he leave on, he leave your ass full white girl. Wink. I was just like,
1: no. Oh, no. we were on
0: oh. Like, oh, death. You and I were at Behoff when that one performer started rapping. <laughs> <laughs>
1: In the lobby, we just made a face. We it's all like, looked at each other, just I, black I, eyes to each other. Well, yeah, he was like, oh, mean, "No," everyone in the lobby was like,
0: I yikes. remember that whole moment because Lola Le Soleil would not look at me because I was trying <laughs> to <look laughs> out of the room, and she was like, "I'm not looking at you." She was like, no, "I'm not looking." Yeah, you. <laughs> like, "I'm gonna lose it if I look at you." But I think we all had that deep Negro spiritual moment of like, do not look at each other. Do not engage.
1: Mass walk out.
0: (laughs) Uh, Excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, (laughs) excuse me.
1: Uncle Blunt. Yes, we were like,
0: excuse me, meet me at the bar. And I think we all did this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, just meet me at the bar. But you also finally got to host with your your cohort. Lola Vanella. I have to learn how to say it, right? Someone is to me. Yes. Y'all hosted Burlesque Hall of Fame.
1: We did two years in a row. We're waiting on number three, okay? Behoff, our number's still the same. Waiting <laughs> on that call.
0: Behoff, the number is still the same.
1: <laughs> the email is still the same. We're just waiting on that call was, yeah, outside of our own events, I think that was probably one of the first times we got hired to emcee together. So it was very exciting. For, you, for not our own show.
0: Yeah, and you all com- did something that I thought was very re- very revolutionary, and now I'm just again, I feel like y'all were ahead of the game. Video and live. We were out here! Y'all were out there. Y'all combined video and live with your hosting, with the performances. And now look at us, all trying to get our... our-
1: now everybody's like...
0: take. right. Oh. I'm a savage. That's all of us now.
1: <laughs> we want to do year three so we can wrap up our video trilogy. We just need to make one more Beehaw video and then never have to see us again
0: true and then you can hire Gigi holiday <laughs> too yes exactly i'll let everyone at Hop in the most beautiful of yeah. ways well one of the yeah, other things think- yeah <laughs> another question i wanted to ask you was you mentioned shea coulée and shea coulée is queen queen, queen. And what's interesting is that you were mentioned on The Read podcast when Shea Coulee was on there.
1: Bitch, you know I recorded that. I screen recorded that. I was like, I'm on The Read. <laughs> That's one of my favorite podcasts. And literally people were texting me like, Bish, are you on The Read. Like, you were on The Read and
0: I screamed. I was like, come on, friend. <laughs> wait. Also, you have been on something to where people have written to me and thought that they were saying my name," and it was you, and it was you on Netflix.
1: <laughs> That's hilarious. What was the name of the
0: show again? I, I might e- easy. E- easy.
1: Yes
0: easy. on Netflix. Season Season two. Season two episode seven. episode seven. Yes, Season two, episode seven. Netflix, the show is easy. And gs louise talks about burlesque and there's a burlesque class and you see some of the people that we talked about on the screen. It's amazing. How was that experience and why are you not back on the show. Fish. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm like, y'all need to be writing these producers. Okay. Like, where's the spinoff? People were like, we wanted more geeks, And I was like, I know. And also, they cut most of my stuff from the episode because they were like, we got to focus on the stars, the celebrity names. Well, you I was, you okay. are the star. That's what I'm saying. I was like, y'all better know about me. But it was surreal because I didn't know what to expect. And my friend sam bailey hooked me up with the writer and he we went to lunch and he just was like oh i want to do an episode about burlesque i could tell you the first thing about it i was like right white man what we're not going to be doing is you just making up whatever you know so he was very thorough we talked on the phone like every day for like an hour about like how burlesque is different in Chicago, like what it's like, what the life is like on stage, off stage. And I was very much like, you're not going to get all my information and then not put me in this bitch. Like, <laughs> I was very nervous that they were going to like hire some actor to like play my life. And that would have been fucked up. It would have been fucked So that was like, so I show up to the set and they're like, okay, so just ask, Jeezy some questions about her life, action. And I was like, there is there a script? There's no words. Like was, there was no script. It's all improv. The whole thing. And what? I just was, like action and would just let the camera roll. And they're just like, we're just gonna edit it, you know? So it was like, let me make sure I know what I'm talking about. Like, I don't want to embarrass myself on here. This is my real life. And then I was like, so I'm not really acting. I'm just being myself, which was cool because they use my real name. They use Jeezy's Juke Joint. I was like, yeah, it was nice that they didn't like change the names or anything and really put like who we are out there. The only thing like they had. This comedian hosting, which that would never happen.
0: <laughs> I'm about to say that would never happen. It is geez Louise in a robe and yeah. <laughs> sparkly shoes, or a a a, a, a
1: silver jumpsuit. That's yeah, breathing hot yeah wow, that was that was amazing coming up next <laughs>
0: <laughs> coming up that that was amazing we have to keep on a time right. schedule everyone and let's go yeah.
1: fun because the girls Kiersey and Jazz the girls who starred in it we spent a lot of time together we had a little sleepover because they had never done burlesque and I was like oh no we're not we're gonna be getting this right like I consulted with the costume person about like how things would come off you know got to help them choreograph their routines it was so fun and it was really sweet All and they right. did I feel like they did the job of making it my actual words and life
0: yeah and like it was a great episode I was mad there wasn't any more, but then, I but I told you <laughs> 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 I don't
1: you know, exist anymore I don't know I think after yeah. that they're like oh I can't talk this. yeah
0: no, I don't think it exists anymore because I think they were supposed to film season three,
1: but uh-huh. season three
0: never has been released.
1: I don't know. I think that yeah, I have no clue. But,
0: but. I, I still want to uh, do television shows with you and movies. I still want yes. to say I want my drunk burlesque history.
1: Yes, with we you. Use <laughs> <drunk> burlesque history.
0: How <laughs> a drunk burlesque history, and a movie about a, a, someone finding out that grandma was a burlesque dancer, and now we're all taking her to beehof to meet mm-hmm. the rest of her friends. Amazing. That's yeah, what this- I want. Cut and print. Hollywood, you heard it first. Listen, jeez, we... I can go on and on with you forever, and yeah, I'm so glad. Hours, girl. <laughs> yeah, I know I got your number mm-hmm. and a bunch of other shit, but... I, what else would you like the audience to know? This is your time to say, like, this is what y'all need to know about me and my life and everything.
1: Okay, okay. this is what I want y'all to know. I'm just a hardworking mom trying to make a way for her and her son. And by my son, I mean my cat, Mr. Kathy. (laughs) And one of the things the other day, Samson Knight was like, what are you looking forward to most in 2022 and I said nothing which sounds dark but I think it's actually great because that means I'm not I'm not overworking myself or planning my life to the T where I like every day is a dream and goal I need to fix this so my whole year like of course there's things that I'm doing but everything is kind of open which I like Like, I don't really know what's going to happen. So everyone out there in TV land that's listening right now, book a bitch. Are you in Boise, Idaho? Bitch, I've never been there. Let's go. Do you have a janky strip club in Indiana? I'll go there. Like, I just want to have different and new experiences, basically for the story, for the book, for the memoir. I feel like this year coming up is going to be the theme is, do it for the book. You know? Are you saying doing
0: it for the book? Because I've been pressured uh, and, and encouraged by a few people to start writing my book. Yeah, I'm you gotta start, start writing. I'm writing for the next 40 40- Yes, but not only that, let's get out what's out there now and let's profit uh, off of our book now because there's always gonna be a part two. There are what, seven books in Harry Potter? Bitch, yep. there are probably seven books in my life. She you know? put it out there. Does that blog still exist?
1: Girl, you know I done lost that damn website. I dang
0: it. Because I'm like, I want to uh, read it. I want to read it and so send I, it to BB Bardot so we can both be like doing book reports on <laughs> it.
1: There's, yeah, there's a few videos on the YouTube channel I sent it to. you. I'm going to remind you it was 2009, okay, 10, 11. The video is grainy and shit. <laughs> we got it. on some android what i don't know it was probably on the flip phone or camcorder i love it so the the quality but the content is good
0: and that's all we need is the content geez where would you like people to find you you see how i say that because some people don't want to be found where would you like people to find you
1: I need everyone to follow me on TikTok so I can reclaim my rightful spot as number one next year. I feel like if I could get 50,000 TikTok followers, I feel like I could really push myself back into number one. So follow me on TikTok, okay? You can try to follow me on Instagram. I'm shadow banned. They don't want you to know. The conservatives don't want you to know what's going on over there. So you could try to find me on Instagram, but I don't know. Good luck to you.
0: <laughs> well, you heard it. Book a, bitch. Book a bitch.
1: Follow a bitch on TikTok. Hit me up at booking at gzluise.me. Okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes. Yes.
1: Number three yeah.
0: in the world. Number one in every motherfucker's <laughs> heart. And number one on every racist hit list, but we don't give a fuck. <laughs> Absolutely.
1: Because
0: guess what? I share that spot with her too. Number one, Dance. bitch. Fuck out of here. <laughs> like, Please. Geez. It has been a pleasure. I cannot wait to see you at the Dirty Show in February. I'm excited.
1: First podcast of the year.
0: Really? Yes. I'm yeah. waiting for people to interview me now, since now that I'm number 10.
1: Oh, I'll I'm- interview you.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, please. Call out. Interview. Ooh, let's me. do
1: it over during the weekend. Yes. The yes, weekend. Yes. Because yeah. it is I'm
0: I'm thankful and I'm honored. And I also just want to say thank you for telling me years ago that I always voted for you, Gigi, to be on that topic.
1: Always. Always. Mm-hmm.
0: You were just like, I always voted for you. And thank you for last year where you were just like, you got in the camera and said, Y'all just put GG, huh? the list. <laughs> I have that screen recorded of you and Tito Benito getting mad, like y'all. Just put the spit on. The <laughs> I was just like, "Geez, knows who I am." Poison Ivory knows who I am. Like,
1: let <laughs> oh, people know. Let well,
0: Like I said, you—you you are a pillar in this community. You are beautiful. You are ray of sunshine, and I love that you have opinions and thoughts and words and you do not shy away from saying them
1: thank you Gigi. i really appreciate all your support just want everybody to know i'm out here for the people always for the people yes and that's just how you live your life as well
0: yes yes mm-hmm. i do I'm, I'm out here support. Eh, eh, eh. well thank oh. you all everyone say goodbye to jeez you will see her on the interwebs especially on tiktok, yeah, see, TikTok. <laughs> see you on tiktok <laughs> <laughs> see you on tiktok
1: jeez say goodbye to our lovely audience bye lovely audience i hope you enjoy the sound of my voice
0: yes <laughs> and we'll see you all later. bye here is your auntie's tip of the week The sun is shining, and you want your skin to be popping. Better put some sunblock on no matter what. Rain or shine, let's keep that skin divine. And that's on Period Network.